and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia, a.k.a. El Gato. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugget of Greg, and Mr. 24-7. Guys, how's it going? Okay. going. Yeah. So, Monday Night Raw in the books. Thought it was a decent show. We'll get to yeah. talking about the matches, so whenever you guys are ready... Trivia will start us off tonight. Okay. Um, are you sure Trivia is starting us off and not El Gato? No. <laughs> Private joke, folks. Private joke. Um, all right. Well, it started off with, with the opening segment um, as Cody Rhodes came down to the ring. Trivia, take it away from here. Well, Cody, Cody does have good promos. You know, sometimes he, you know, talks about the same thing and everything, and it was it was a good promo. And then Seth came down, and the first thing I thought about when Cody says I can beat anybody in the world, and then Seth come down, and the first thing I thought of was, let's not have Cody and Seth again. They've had him three times already, but you know. Seth had his say, and then out come the judgment day, and we all know what happened from that. They ended up with a tag team. We'll get into that at the end of the show. But I thought uh, I thought the promo was, was good. I mean, I thought that whole segment was, was good. Both guys were great. I mean, everybody that was out there I thought was great on the mic. I gave it a B plus. All right, Mike, you're way too close again. I don't know. We got we got to figure out a way, like draw like a square around your phone, so you know where to sit, so you're you're on camera, not you know. Batman, can't you know? Um, well, I'm up next, and I mean, my first thought when he started his promo, um, how he referenced that he was finally acknowledged, so. I thought he was going to go into say something like, you know, so I think it's time I, I, uh, stop in wherever they're going to be Friday. Um, and say I think it's time I, I visit the blue brand in blah, blah, blah. Um, and that may very well have been maybe the quote unquote plan all along, but eh, we know that's not happening. Um, and I mean, Seth coming out with those big, I, I call them Super Mario Brother yellow boots and stomping down. Um, I was hoping to see him, you know, sometimes when he do his music, he does that stomping. I, I was really hoping he would try to do that. Um, but I think hysterically he would have slipped on that stage. But anyways, um, Judgment Day coming down. Um, you know, Rhea once again saying, you know, you may think this is, you know, this is our show. Um, and then, uh, they started to, you know, beat on him three on two. 
and then Sami Zayn came down um, and kind of caught up, evened up the the odds, and kind of said, you know, Cody said, you know, there's there's three of you, and there's three of us. Let's book a match, which they booked for later, which was the main event of the evening. Um, but I mean, can you really go wrong with um, an in ring or in slash out of the ring promo that involves Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, um, Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor? Well, yeah, a little wrong if you let Dom talk, but the crowd booed the living daylights at him again, so that made it even better. Um, I really enjoyed the whole thing. I did give it a B plus as well. Okay, John Maznato is watching. John, thanks for tuning in. And Mr. 24-7. I I liked it. I thought it was a good start to the show. Um, you know, I like how genuinely happy Cody is for, you know, what Brock did. You can tell, like, I was watching something, and he said he thought Brock was really going to start swinging on him. Now he took his gloves off, and, he, you know, I kind of thought it too. But But you can tell how happy and, like, just how great it is. So I, I like to see Cody, like the little smile he get, you know, all that. It, it's all, it's all good. I like it. Um, Judgment Day. As, as soon as they came out and no Finn Balor with them, I'm like, all right, we're, we're getting a sneak attack here somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was all right. It wasn't like a horrible sneak attack. I get it. It it did it, 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 it's perfect. So that was good too. Sammy. God love him. I always love Sammy, whatever he really does. Um, so, yeah, all of it was good. Um, the one thing I did notice, like, after Cody said, let's have the match, Seth, like, starts start fighting with him, and they start going back and forth, back and forth. Back. So I'm like, yep, that ain't going to be good later on. Um, but, yeah, all together, everything in this was great. Um, I went B. Okay. After that, we then went to um, a fatal four-way match um, to determine Gunther's next challenger, as it was Ricochet versus Chad Gable versus Matt Riddle versus Tomasa Ciampa. Um, I can throw this off with this. Um, first and foremost, I will just say it right now. If anybody wants to debate me, as to the winner of this match not being deserving, I have two fake legs and two um, stumps. I will hit you in the nuts with all four of those. Because um, the absolute, positively right person won this match. Um, at, at no point did any of them look weak, which is also a good thing. Uh, I know there's one point when, you know, one guy hit one guy, then that guy hit another guy, that other guy hit this guy, and this guy hit the other guy, and it was just, you know, back and forth. It wasn't, yeah, of course, in any, whether it be a triple threat match or fatal four-way, there's always that time when, you know, one or two guys are knocked out of the ring or knocked down so two can go at it. But that that wasn't, like, overly involved for the whole match. Um once again, there were segments where, yeah, one-on-one with two guys out, but it was pretty much, you know, one-on-one-on-one or, you know, all four against each other. 
and just just the if there's any negative, it was Chad Gable doing that final um, press that he does where he takes the person over, and and it, it almost looked like. Tommaso didn't do anything to aid him picking him up. Kind of like almost didn't sell um, as well as he could have. But Chad Gable was able to get him up and over. Um, and I can't, I don't have, I could go on for the rest of the show talking about this match. It was that good. I gave it an A. Alrighty. Mr. 24-7. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really good too. And you know what? You're right. Gable is, that's who I was hoping to win. You know, I, even like the other day at Summer, uh, Summer Sam, in my final four, if you picked them, Gable was in, you know, I'm like, cause I feel like they just like them, but they're just like hesitant on pulling, you know, letting it go. They're hesitant on pushing them. But I'm hoping this is the start of something. Because um, he deserved it. You know, not only were they in his hometown and his fam was there and he got that, have the celebration with his kid and all that, which was awesome. Um, but not even because of all that. He deserved it. Um, yeah, awesome. Awesome for him. Um, they all look good. All You know, and all four of them have different styles. And it kind of worked together you know it was good um usually these four men matches cut you know tend to have you know uh a few minutes here and there of kind of like uh i didn't need to see that type right. of action but it was all good um i also gave this one a big plus or i don't know you gave it sorry you gave it an a right yeah i gave it an a i gave it a b plus Okay, uh, the good old DJ Culver. <laughs> El Gato. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with the comment Greg made. You know, the right guy deserves to win. The only, for me, the only drawback to that is I don't think you're going to have Chad Gable beat Gunther. And that's, to me, that's, that's the, the bad part. If Chad Gable can not only wrestle, the man is, is a powerful man for a guy his size. And like Greg said, you know, when he got Ciampa over and Ciampa didn't do anything to help him, that was pure strength and that was all Chad Gable. And to do the neck bridge like that as well, that was that was amazing. I mean, I thought this was a really good match. I really thought in the beginning that, you know, anybody could have won this match because that's, you know, that's how good all four of these guys were in the ring. And I I enjoyed watching the match. I agree with Greg. I gave it an A as well. Okay. Um, the next match that we're going to talk about is being led up by uh, Mr. 24-7. Um, it was Shinsuke Nakamura against Big Bronson Reed. And I just have to take care of this drippy nose, so I'm going to turn away just for a moment so the audience doesn't see. But go ahead. Mr. 24-7. Um, well, I was like, come on. Are we really seeing this again? I, I don't know. I just feel like we're always seeing Shinsuke and Bronson together in some kind of, you know, whatever they're doing. But I went into it like, you know what? Whatever. Let's see it. Let's see what happens. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. 
you know, uh, Bronson kind of, you know, used his weight a lot of this match. He always does, but it seemed like he did a little more in this match, um, which was fine because he got it, so use it. Um, Shinsuke, no, he's Shinsuke. We kind of get what we get with him, which I like, so it's always fun watching Shinsuke. Um, Bronson went up for a tsunami splash. Shinsuke moved two Kinshasa's which I think he, he probably needed for the big boy, and a win for Tinsuke. So I was, uh, yeah, I was cool with it all. Um, I gave it a B-. Okay. Trivia. All right. Um, Robert Flynn is watching, also known as Bad News Bob. Thanks for tuning in, Bob. Um, yeah, I would have to say that this match between Nakamura and Bronson Reed, I thought was better than their previous match. And maybe it was me, Greg, but this seemed like a long match. I mean, they the last time that these two went at it, Chapa interfered, and you know that's where that's, that's probably the reason why the match was as short as it was. But I I thought it was a good match. I mean, you know, Bronson Reed he moves well for a big guy. He can handle his own in the ring against anybody. And Nakamura, well, Nakamura is known worldwide, so that's just. Uh, that just helps out, you know, the match itself. I, I thought it was a good match. I gave it a B. All right. So you thought the match before this was an A. You gave this a B, but you thought this was better than the match before it. The match before this one, I gave an A? Yeah. The Fatal 4 where you gave an A to. Yeah. No, I'm saying I thought this match was better than the match that Nakamura and Bronson Reed had before. Oh, okay. All right. I, all right. I was about Sorry to... Sorry about that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, this yeah, match was 11 minutes and 54 seconds long. They actually had, what, three commercial breaks during the match? Um, well, I mean, well, I mean, we'll get into the overall discussions about Raw, but yeah, something like that. Um, what the hell? Oh, yeah, it's my turn to talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, Bronson Reed, Nakamura. Um, I, I've been, I don't think it's any surprise to anybody. Um, I'm about to say something that, once again, shouldn't surprise many, but. Nakamura ha- has been looking like he was taking a heel turn. Um, if you've noticed, his in-ring gear went from that red with the the silver to black with yellow. Now it's black with the light lighter gray. So, I mean, black equals heel, I guess. I don't know. Um, so you kind of felt that that was coming. Um, So I was actually expecting another interruption by somebody or something to further piss him off. But no, it didn't happen. Uh, We had a very, you know, I mean, Wade Barrett mentioning that um, Bronson Reed's going to use his power and strength while Nakamura uses his MMA style. I mean, I guess because he uses his feet, that's an MMA style. Didn't understand that, but it was definitely um, a good match. It was entertaining. Um, one of the few times that I've seen Bronson Reed where it's like, I, meh, 
whatever. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't a great match, but it wasn't. It was above average, so I, I'm going to give it a B minus. All right, Kevin Borzeski is watching. Kevin, Uh-oh. thanks for tuning in. Happy birthday. I'm uh, sorry, my phone kind of went silent on me. I didn't think I'd talk that long. <laughs> um, all right, after that, we then had an in-ring promo by Becky Lynch. Um, did you guys take just that part separately, or did you include that all into the match that happened after the promo? I did it separately. I have it all in one. Yeah. So, Trib, you're outvoted because I have it all in one, too. <laughs> okay. I mean, you could give your grade for the promo and then the match, but it's all going to be at one time. Um, okay. So, Becky had a promo, which then led to a match. Trivia, take it away. Yeah, the, uh, the promo with Becky, you know, it's always, always good. I mean, I enjoy listening to her on the mic. You know, talking about a rematch coming up with Trish Stratus and, you know, doing a little cut down on Zoe Stark here and there. And then, um, you know, Zoe came out, started talking, you know, started talking trash to Trish about how she's better than her and she's the baddest woman and everything else. And then Shady came out, who really looked worse for wear. Wow. I didn't think she was beat. I didn't think she got beat up like that against Rhonda. Man, she had that black eye, could barely move. Uh, but I gave the Becky Lynch, you know, I gave that segment a B plus. The match between Ronda, I mean, between uh, Shayna and Zoe, uh, I would have to say that Zoe, like, dominated about 75 to 85% of that match. I don't know, maybe it's because... Shayna was beat up or, or whatever, but there was a lot of mistakes in that match. A couple of what we call them botches. A couple of botches in that match. And Zoe, I believe, you know, with the right bringing up and everything, the right, tra- and the right uh, training, she could have a good future in this business. But unfortunately, I really didn't care too much for the match. I gave it a C. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean... Once, you know, Becky comes out, um, they go to break, come back, and then she starts, you know, talking about how she's finally getting her, once again, finally getting her hands on Trish Stratus. Um, Then Zoe comes out, and, you know, they banter back and forth. And then, I mean, at first, I I don't know, I I never realized it's Shayna Baszler's music until they show Shayna Baszler. 99% of the other wrestlers... You hear their music, and me, I origin- I instantly know who it is. But with hers, I was like, who the... Oh, okay, that's right, it's Shayna. Um, so I should just assume that whenever music hits that I don't know who it is originally, that it's Shayna Baszler. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it when we did our SummerSlam recap, how Ronda um, gave her that one knee right to the face. So, I mean, I guess it's not... I mean, unusual to see that big black of an eye and kind of surprising to me that they had her wrestle, um, but she didn't look like she was having any issues moving that arm that she had wrapped. 
and she's never really been fleet of foot in the ring anyway. She always kind of just, I mean, they, like they say moves methodically, um, or as us fat people like to say, slow. Um, you know, movement with purpose. Um, but yeah, I mean, the match, eh. I mean, yeah, it shows that I think Zoe, um, health-wise, if she stays healthy, I mean, I always get nervous when I see wrestlers have to go to the ring with those big old reinforced knee braces. Um, cause that's why she, her push in NXT got stalled is because of a knee injury. So I always worry about stuff like that, but she's proven that she could be a, 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 a have a long stay, um, in the women's division. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, if you take the B that I gave Becky Lynch and the C minus, I'll average it out and go a low, a high C plus. Mr. 24-7. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really into it. Um, I mean, I, I, uh, Becky, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always into Becky. She always comes out and says what she got to say, and it always comes out good. So, I mean, that part of it was good. Um, Shayna did get a pop when she came out. The crowd was, was uh, happy to see her. But... The match wasn't really anything to me. It wasn't. It wasn't much. Like to me, we've seen Zoe. You know, we've seen some more out of Zoe. To me, is what we got out of that, um, which was fine. It just wasn't great. Um, excuse me. I think at one point, I think Becky was out there. I think she had like a pitcher of like lemonade or she yeah. was drinking something. Out yeah, there. lemonade. It was fun. Um, but yeah, overall, I gave it a C plus. It was just a blah segment. Okay. All right. Earlier in the show, there was a little, um, I guess, attempted uh, humorous um, backstage incident with uh, Maxine Dupuy um, in the Alpha Academy locker room, and Ludwig Kaiser came up, kind of looking like he was like flirting with her. Um, which then had Otis come out to defend her honor and set up the next match we're going to talk about, as it was o- Otis um, taking on Ludwig Kaiser. Um, yeah, I'm first with this one. Sorry, I was just... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, to me, this was... I mean, back-to-back... Um, needless matches. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I really don't, I don't, I don't think you're going to have a Shayna Baszler, um, Zoe Stark feud, but I, I mean, I guess I'll wait to see if and where this goes. Um, because, I mean, yeah, Otis is big enough to take on two guys, but I don't think they're going to do that. If they're going to give Chad Gable a little singles push, then I don't know how they're going to do it. But as of right now, looking at it, um, I mean, the only sense about it made was that Gunther got involved, um, which caused Chad Gable to come running down and not be able to do anything. Because Gunther was out of the ring, and he didn't run out of the ring. He kind of slowly walked out of the ring, 
with that little shit-eating grin on his face. But the match was just, eh. Eh. That's basically it. I, I gave it a C-. minus. Okay. All right, Mister Twenty Four Seven. I agree with you. It was just meh. Um, I think Kaiser hit on her again and Maxine again during the match at some point, like pissed Otis off, which I was. You know, I like to see Otis. I mean, if if we're gonna get an Otis match, then I like to see the stuff, the funny stuff he does. Even though I don't like. And it sounds weird because I'm saying I like and I don't like, but <laughs> I don't like that they put the funny stuff in the match. But I do like seeing Otis, you know, because he's a funny dude, man. And, um, so it was just meh to me. I think I laughed a couple times and I was just like, whatever. Gunther coming out had to interfere in the match. And I feel like we get interferences all the time. So it was just like, whatever. Um, Gunther interferes, Kaiser picks up. So I gave it a C. It was just, you're right, another back-to-back block. Okay, trivia. Yeah, this was kind of a waste of a match. I mean, in the back, you know, during the segment in the back, Ludwig Kaiser, you know, like Greg said, kind of flirting with Maxine. And my first thing was, oh, man, I hope it doesn't wind up with something happening and these two end up together and she goes with... Um, Imperium and all the other stuff, but I, I don't see that happening. And I just thought that, you know, I mean, we don't see, uh, we don't see Otis in single matches often. I mean, we see him a lot in tag team matches. So it was actually pretty nice to see him, you know, in, in a tag team, in a one-on-one match, but I really didn't care too much for this match. I thought it was a waste of time. You know, he, he ended up losing the match. You know, Gunther come out, and then, you know, Gable was standing standing there and staring them down and everything. I really didn't care too much for it. I gave it a D. Okay. So they went to a commercial, um, or just before they went to a commercial, The Miz came out to the ring, um, and then they came back as there was a, earlier in the show, there was, I guess, a photo shoot that The Miz was supposed to be doing, and when he turned the corner, L.A. Knight was getting pictures taken instead of him. So he came down to the ring to... Get answers as to why. Mr. 24-7. I missed it. Really? Missed it. No. I don't I don't I don't get it. I seen the backstage part when he was posing and Miss was all pissed off. Um, but I missed I missed them coming out for some reason. Oh. Okay. So what in, the heck happened? Um well <laughs> Hopefully, Trivia will talk about him. What he misses, I'll scoop up, like, uh, picking up. Well, no, I don't want to use that reference because he might get mad at me. But I was going to say <laughs> scooping up the poop at the circus behind the elephants. But I don't. We got you, you uh, guys. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I, I love Miz on the mic. I mean, he's just so good. Comes out, you know, always talking about how they're overlooking him and he's a two-time uh, double Grand Slam champion and you know he puts a lot of emphasis on his accolades and then LA Knight came out and you know got in his face and they were going back and forth and I thought it was getting real interesting when they started going back and forth and then he knew something was going to happen and Miz attacked him and you know went to give him the skull crushing finale and 
then uh, LA Knight gave him the BFT, and I didn't even realize what those letters meant until Michael Cole said what it stood for. And uh, I think that we're on our way to seeing these two go at it. Um, I think it would I think it would be a, a pretty interesting match, you know. LA Knight made reference to his tiny balls again and all this other stuff, and well, the fans just, just loved that. So I, I thought it was a, a, a pretty decent Miz TV. I gave it a B. Okay. Um, well, two things. One, it wasn't a Miz TV. The chairs weren't there. It wasn't, you know, advertised as Miz TV. He just came down to the ring. And it was oh. the audience that started chanting about his tiny balls first. L.A. Knight then worked it into something that he said afterwards. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at first I was like, oh, God, here we go. But if if you've never heard it said before, Miz is great on the microphone. He really is. Um, yeah. Talking about, you know, he's been in this business for 20 years um, asking L.A. Knight, what have you done for 20 years? You know, what were you doing 20 years ago? And then L.A. Knight's talking about how he scratched and clawed and, you know, he earned everything that he got. And, I, I mean, the Miz then started to go off and was yelling and screaming. His face was turning beet red. Um, and, I mean, he looked like had the same crazed-out look that he had in that, um, I think it was a SmackDown lowdown when he – got into that argument with Daniel Bryan. I mean, that beat red face, eyes popping out of his head. Um, and then once again, ended up in a little something. I don't I don't know that it's going to lead to much. Um, unless Elodie Knight's going to come to Raw or Miz is going to go over to SmackDown. I don't see any much more than this happening other than the 20-plus-year veteran that has all the accolades, which LA United admitted to. You've won title after title, you know, um, just something else to, not that he needs any more help, but just to help keep LA Knight over. Not go over, but keep him over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like the whole thing. I, I gave it a B. Okay. All right. Um, after that, we then had a, um, or it was either after that or just for that, there was a little backstage segment, um, trying to remember who Byron Saxon was interviewing. I don't remember. Um, but we heard a little ruckus going on and J, J D McDonough, um, was seen beating down Sami Zayn, which caused him to be injured, not being able to compete, and Shinsuke Nakamura stepped up to offer his services. But the next match we had, um, there was a little video promo about the Viking Raiders and talking to the Viking gods, and they came down to the ring, and to everyone's surprise and my delight... The New Day answered the call and came down for a matchup against the Viking Raiders. Um, trivia, seeing as DJ didn't have anything, want to let him go first with this one, if that's okay? Yep. All right. All right. Um, I, was, I was so excited to see uh, Kofi back and the New Day coming out. Um, 
know, it's wild, man, because like for so long, I've always loved the new day, but you know, they started to get a little stale after a while. And I'm like, whatever, still liked watching them, but it was kind of was getting to the point where it was like, yeah, whatever. But then we haven't seen them for a while. And I was so pumped to see them, you know, uh, Kofi, they both actually look really good too. Kofi looked like he hasn't missed a step. Um, the match was, it was, it was okay. I mean, it was a good little tag match. Um, like to me, this looked like the new day have been wrestling, you know, this whole time that Coke's been out. So it was cool to see for me. Um, I think the Viking Raiders ended up getting a little bit of offense and a hot tag to Kofi, which I was so excited to see. Trouble in Paradise, the flying elbow, and they get a win. So it was awesome to see. You know, I feel like we got a bunch of blah stuff going on here, so this kind of picked it up for me. Um, so, yeah, I was happy with it. I'm glad to see them back. Hopefully we get some cool new day stick coming up. I gave it a B. Okay. Mr. Trivia. Yeah, it was actually nice. I mean, surprisingly, me saying this, it was actually nice to see the New Day back again. I mean, Kofi, Kofi looks like he didn't even miss a step. Um, and Xavier Woods, he's you know not only good on the on the trombone, I, I like him on the mic as well. But I'm just so disappointed in what they're doing with the Viking Raiders. I mean, this is such a big, two big nasty guys, and they're just losing just about every match they're in except for that match against the Viking Raiders when it was the Viking Rules match. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just that, you know, I was glad that the New Day won because it's been a long time since we saw them and they looked really good in this match and probably going to see a lot more of them in tag team action. So, I, I enjoyed it. I gave it a B. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I loved seeing the New Day, um, and, you know, absence makes your feelings go fonder. Once again, you know, they had been relegated to kind of not really jobbers, but putting other, you know, younger tag teams um, over. And with what, what seems like the ever-repetitive loss of tag teams in all of WWE, you know, pretty deadly, Kevin Oden, Sami Zayn, um, the Usos now being at, at, you know, each other. Judgment Day looks like who knows the fuck what's going on there. It was definitely nice seeing New Day come back. But I will 200% agree with trivia statement as to what the F are they doing with the Viking Raiders? You know, they have this this promo. Um, but I don't, I don't know who I expected them to put in the ring against them. I, I, maybe... Um, I got, what's their names? Uh, Maxim Mil, Maxim models. Uh, you know, it's just some scrub tag team to give Viking Raiders a good convincing win. But then it was a new day, and I'm like, well, okay, well, I don't think they're gonna New Day's gonna put the Viking Raiders over. But and then when New Day won, it was like, oh, okay, all right. Um, still don't know what they're doing with the Viking Raiders. But, yeah, I enjoyed the match. Um, a little less than you guys actually gave it an overall B-. minus. Okay. Now, I was thinking during that match, it's like, you know, here are the Viking Raiders. They're this big, mean tag team. 
but they keep losing and everything. And I'm saying, even though I would like to get it for point value for our fantasy wrestling, I'm saying I hope they don't put them up against Indusheer because Indusheer would wipe them out as well too. So I'm kind of yeah. glad it was like Greg. So I'm kind of glad it was the new day and it was a real entertaining match. Yeah. Well, Indusheer has hasn't even been demoted to main event. They're just doing occasionally live shows. So I don't. I don't. Maybe the the fascination with this year's already totally worn off. Um, uh, we then had um, a little segment. Well, it was a little earlier in the show where Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are seen coming out of the locker room. Um, they were asked a question about what they were going to do, and they both started to talk. And Cody Rhodes stopped and said, "You know what? You handle this," and walked away. And that's when Nakamura officially, you know, offered up his services. And he then became part of the six-man main event, as it was Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio from the Judgment Day taking on Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Trivia, you're up. I enjoyed everything about this match. I mean, the... The Judgment Day is is doing. I, be, I believe that the Judgment Day is doing everything right. I mean, I'm convinced that somewhere along the line we're going to see Finn out and JD McDonough in. That's, see, that's see, just my see who out? We're going to see Finn Balor out and JD McDonough in. Well, that that would. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but that would make absolutely no sense at all for Finn Balor, who's friends with J.D. McDonough, to be replaced by him. Okay. Well, but that's what I see, so. Okay. But I just thought it was a really good match. I don't know what happened with Sammy's elbow. Did you see that little golf ball-sized thing on, the end of, on his elbow? You know, he came out and... And it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I knew they were going to have the six-man match when all that happened in the ring. I I really thought that this was a good way to end Monday Night Raw. I gave it a B. I gave it a solid B plus. Okay. Um, so, I, and we'll get into other parts from you know when we talk about the complete show, but it was. Just over 10 minutes from the time the Judgment Day was announced to the start of the bell, to the start of the match. So when, you know, they go to the oh, main event time, okay, we're going to get, we're actually going to get a 20-minute plus match on Monday Night Raw. Nope, nope, we're going to get a 12-minute match on Monday Night Raw with two commercial breaks. It just... Um, so that was the right there. That that was negative for me. Um, Rhea Ripley getting involved like she always does. Um, you know, Finn Balor wants to start, but he can't because Damien wants to start. So then Damien tags Finn Balor, who then starts to leave, and you know, as he's looking at Damien Priest, Dominic tags himself in to kind of you know, ease it. Um, and and the match was just, it, it was 
it was really good. Um, Nakamura, after literally getting tossed around and flattened and whatnot from Bronson Reed, looked like he was, you know, fresh as a daisy. A very good competitive match. Um, the way the ending was, was, you know, I mean, Cody Rhodes wound up, wound up getting the victory and his music's playing. Um, Seth Rollins had been knocked out of the ring and he came back in and, and they had to explain uh, to Seth Rollins that they actually won the match. They didn't lose. And then the celebration begins. And then Nakamura gives Seth Rollins a Shinkasa, um, which something I had mentioned in a trip before the match started. And I said, okay, Nakamura is going to turn on Finn Bab. This is what I thought, that Nakamura is going to turn on Seth Rollins. Damian Priest was going to go to cash in, but Finn Balor was going to do something to get Damian Priest disqualified, having Mr. Senior Money in the Bank fail his cash in. So, eh, you know, 35% of it, 30% of it was correct. Because um, I was looking for the Judgment Day and looking, looking, and like, oh, yeah, they, they went all the way back. So um, I think we now can assume that we know who Seth Rollins' next challenger is going to be. And it was it was, it was was good. It wasn't as good as I thought it could have been. Um, I'm going to give it a solid B. Okay. Mr. 24-7? Yeah, I even said to Greg after the match, I said, well, there's Seth's next opponent. So. Mr. Um, 24-7. Um. I I liked it. Um, I was I was upset that we didn't have Sammy in the match, um, but I mean, this guy to me is he's a good replacement, so I was happy to see it. Um, and seeing him come out again, I was like, are we gonna some fishy here? You know, but it, I kind of just thought of it real quick, and then. The match started, and I got into it, and I didn't even think of it anymore. So the fact that the match, you know, I got to see a really good match, and then it did happen, and being that I forgot that I was thinking it, it was great to see. You know, because I'm always down with, you know, people turning on people and just, you know, starting something up. I like seeing it all. Um, and I'm okay with Shinsuke. If they make him the, the next challenger, I'm cool with that, too. And I would also even be cool with Spinsky winning the title. Um, but anyway, um, the match, yeah, I loved it. There was a point in the match where uh, Finn and Priest were kind of in each other's face. Dom tagged himself and, you know, kind of to stop the conflict. And Spinsky freaking made him pay right then and there. I was like, that was awesome. Um, and the fans loved it, too. Um, so, yeah, all around, good match. All these guys are great. Um, even with Seth and Cody having their little beast, too, I kind of liked it that, that both teams had these going on. You know, so it kind of evened it out. And I'm like, all right, this is awesome. But it still managed to put on a good match. A uh, good main event. Sammy coming out, I'm like, well, we got to see him. You know, he came out and kind of helped out a little bit. Um, it was cool. I was down with it all. I think it all be plus. Okay. Um, overall thoughts? Um, no. Yeah, I mean, I can't 
gave it a day. I thought it was a decent show. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. We had a couple couple block segments, but they stuck them in between all the good stuff. So it was kind of like, you know, we were happy, and then we were like, blah, and then we got brought back up. So they did it all right. Overall, um, I gave it a, a B overall. Okay. Trib? Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, I gave it the DJ grade. I gave it a B plus. I thought it was a, a, a pretty mm. decent Monday Night Raw. Okay. And, um, you know, hopefully SmackDown will be real good this Friday. And it's in Manitoba, Canada. So probably going to see a little bit of Natalia this uh, on oh, she's SmackDown a, Friday night. She's, on, she's on Raw. Natalia's on Raw. Oh. Ciao. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, <sighs> announcing, first and foremost, announcing that the first hour is going to be commercial free. I don't know, just a random question, how many minutes is an hour? Well, in WWE, it's 55 minutes, not 60. Um, and secondly, they had... In the first, I'll even say, well, I guess they wrestled during that commercial break. They had the side-by-side. So I'll say in the first 60 minutes, there was 19 minutes of bell-to-bell wrestling. What the fuck? I mean, don't don't waste a quote-unquote free hour where you don't have to go to commercial breaks to show nothing but WWE commercials because that's what they are. That's exactly what they are. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was an, it was an above-average show. Um, those two horrible segments in the middle, though, it's just, just really... And then that hour, whatever, commercial-free, commercial fest that they had. I, I can't give the overall show higher than a B-. minus. Okay. And that is our Monday Night Raw recap. We hope everybody who's tuning in will enjoy that. And I hope you enjoy this part of the show, too, because it's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right, first and foremost, let's get to some um, injury news. Um, you want the good, the bad, or the ugly first? Um, we'll do the good. Good. Um, man, that's kind of not what well, usually I, I save the good for the last because then you get cheered up by all the bad and and. The ugly, but anyways, yeah, but no, 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 we'll, we'll do it this way. Um, it is being widely speculated that there is a pretty big return um, right on the horizon. Um, pretty much almost any day now. Um, and no... It's not Randy Orton. It is Big E. WWE rumblings, quote-unquote, internally 
are that WWE misses his high energy, his enthusiasm and everything, and are looking to add him to one of the commentary desks. And if, if he's never able to wrestle again, they want to utilize his talent as being um, a commentator, a color commentator for either Raw or SmackDown. Um, this talk started to really become fruitful when they made the little adjustments that they made to Raw and SmackDown. There is a possibility from why, from the report that I read that Kevin Patrick may get put down in NXT to work with Vic Joseph and Booker T and Big E would replace Kevin Patrick on SmackDown with Corey Graves, Big E, and Michael Cole as the lead announcer. Um, so hopefully that all works out for him because, I mean, you know, he truly does love this business and wants to be involved any way he can. Um, yeah. Bad news is, oh, geez, well, let's see which bad news I want to give and which one I want to make ugly. Um, eh, well, you know, we'll, we'll do a two for one. Um, read on um, being reported by Wrestling Observer, um, Mike Johnson, not Dave Meltzer. So Mike Johnson, a little bit more believable, doesn't just pull shit out of the hat and make it up, that Roman Reigns has definitely suffered an injury at SummerSlam. It is believed to be either a lower back or a fractured rib injury um, that he took really early in the match. Um where he was um, a suicide dive that Jay did, and he kind of, you know, hit him in the rib cage and landed wrong. They say there's really not much to be concerned with because the actual next event that he's quote-unquote penciled into isn't until Survivor Series. So... They figure, you know, okay, rest and relaxation. You can still come out and do your tribal chief verbal stuff and just keep the fans, you know, dangling along till he's healthy. Yeah. We, uh, well, across the board, people have been impressed with Logan Paul's um, quick learning in, in the WWE world. Well, <laughs> two minutes into the match... Um, he sustained an eye injury. Um, so is this, I mean, four matches, three matches he got injured. Is this something maybe the WWE needs to try and put the reins on? I mean, I, I know accidents happen, but sometimes the accident happened because you're not properly trained in receiving a move. Um, so do you guys think maybe it's time for them to say, hey, hey pump, pump the brakes a little bit. Let, let's get you some more in-ring training? Yeah, they probably do. They're doing a great job, but they probably should, yeah. And Trip? Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with that comment. I mean... You know, 
you don't want to end up, you don't want anybody ending up on the wrong end of any kind of move, you know, just like with Biggie breaking his neck and everything. You don't want to see that happen to anybody. So even if they take him off the side for a little while and give him a little bit more uh, training in that aspect, then he should be okay. Okay. And then the ugly. We will just sum it all up with three words. Tag team divisions. Because not only is Kevin Owens out um, with a broken rib, but the injury to Sami Zayn is not kayfabe. Um, they won't divulge as to whether it really is that golf ball on his elbow, that what the injury is. Because normally when they have an injury, they, they focus away from that and focus it on somewhere else. But And, and then Sonya Deville... Um, is out indefinitely um, because really until she has the surgery and she has a torn ACL, so if it's totally torn or just slightly torn, the recovery time is, is different. But they now have to rework literally their entire main roster tag team division. Um, so that's pretty ugly to me. Um Where's that one that I wanted to talk about? Um, where the hell did it go? Oh, congratulations. Sorry. Congratulations goes out to um, Rhea Ripley and former WWE um, superstar Buddy Murphy. Um, actually, name is Buddy Matthews, as they recently announced their engagement. Um, I, I saw a meme that that showed um, Buddy on his knee proposing to Rhea, and then in the background to the left had Dominic with cartoon tears pouring out of his eyes. I thought it was quite funny. Um, But we want to send our congratulations to them. And I had an article here that... Oh, here it is. Early um, match card predictions for payback 2023. So I'm going to give you the card that they put together and then in true Nuggets news form, um, give me your likelihood of it happening and on a scale of 1 to 10, your excitement level of said match. The first one they list is Jimmy Uso versus Jey Uso. Uh, Likelihood... I would go 9.5. Excitement level, I'd go 10. Okay. Mr. 24-7, um, what do you think? Likely, I'll go like... I feel like the worst thing. I'll go like... And I'm not happy about it. You know, it's not lost all the updates that week, so here's another one going. I'm not really happy about it, but it's... <laughs> So, I'll go, I'll go six. All right. All right. The next match that they talk about is the World Heavyweight Championship match featuring Seth Rollins versus, oh, wait a minute. Jay and Jimmy, likelihood, I'm going to go eight. Excitement level, about a 2.5. Because a month or so ago, there was an interview 
that they were asked if they ever wanted to get into a fight with each other on a singles. And they said only if it could happen at WrestleMania. So that's why I wouldn't be excited about it. It's a little less likely than a sure thing. But World Heavyweight Championship match. Seth Rollins defending against Damian Priest. Um, I mean, unless Damian's going to captain his thing before and say, I want a match, I'm going to now probably go likely to four. And I won't, I don't even want to force it. Okay. Trent. Well, if Nakamura didn't do what he did on Monday night, then I would say uh, Seth versus Damian Priest, the likelihood for me would probably be about a seven and a half. Now I think it's going to be about a five. Okay. But the excitement level for me would probably be seven. Okay. Um, the only likelihood that I see it happening is if, well, I should say when, um, Seth Rollins defeats Nakamura and Damian Priest cashes in. But straight up, one-on-one, I don't think it's likely at all. Um, and excitement level, I mean, just because it's Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, I mean, I can't go lower than a six, although I don't want it to happen this early. Next one, um, WWE Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. Uh, likelihood, I would say eight and a half. Okay. Excitement level, about seven. Okay. DJ. Yeah. I was going to go with something. I'll go eight, seven. Okay. Um, likelihood, uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go, in my opinion, as low as like five um, because I, I really think that they're going to follow suit with Bianca and her husband and go heel turn. And what's another way to help turn that um, car to the to the bad side of the force is to give the rematch to Asuka for losing, quote-unquote, losing her title, but Bianca demanding the rematch because she won the title and then lost. So she should get her rematch. So I could see something like that. Um, but Bianca, Io Sky, and once again, only because it's quote unquote face, uh, Bianca would be around a six. Um, next one, Raquel Rodriguez, um, going against Rhea Ripley for the women's world championship. It, it better happen because <laughs> the title because you know, it starts like things negative of not hard things about your rip but yeah so I hope it does it will especially after uh, her coming out in the test I'm gonna go nine for the I can't I, I would love it so I'll go nine nine Okay, Trib. Uh, only because I I like uh, Raquel. 
I think he would give Rio uh, a hell of a match. I'm going to go possibility nine and excitement level about a nine and a half. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with the likelihood around a nine, but excitement level, I'm actually going to go like a four only because I think it's an easy way for WWE to have Rhea Ripley win because of the quote-unquote knee injury to Raquel. And they would use that as a crutch or a reason that Rhea Ripley actually won the match, not winning a match, even Steven one-on-one. So that, that would be the only reason why I wouldn't be that excited because, once again, it'd be an obvious, easy way out. Um, they list, last but not least, the rematch for the IC title match. Um, Gunther defending against Drew McIntyre. Uh, likelihood for me, I'd say about an eight. Excitement level because of their last match they had and how hard hitting it was. My likelihood for that would be about a nine. My excitement level rather would be about a nine. Likelihood about an eight and a half. Okay. Um. Well, I uh, I gave this one. Got a match I'll have to go a little lower than that. I'll go. I'll go on the likelihood of it happening. And it was a hell of a match. I would watch it over. So, like, I'm there. Okay. Um, I, I didn't give them both a, a seven. Um, once again, they're just now starting this campaign with Chad Gable, which I can see them easily carrying over to payback. And, and because of how good their original match was, it's it's not that it's impossible, but pretty unlikely that they're going to be able to match that. So I think anything other than another A match is going to seem like a C. So that's why I'll go both at about a seven. Um, you all right, Mike? Okay, um, and that's Nuggies news for today. Okay, I have two indie shows to report on. One is Northeast Wrestling, August the 12th at the NEW Arena in Bethany, Connecticut. They present a show called Heat Wave. Matches that have been signed already for the NEW Tag Team Championship, Dan Math and his partner, Kier, or Kerr, however you pronounce it, will go against R.J. Rude and Wrecking Ball Ligurski, the team known as Rude Balls. That's, that's their name they go by. Um, also, Casey Navarro will square off against Brad Baylor with Danielle. The Brick City Boys go against a tag team called The Now. Really don't know much about them. Haven't heard 
haven't heard anything about that about that team. Big Bacon, Brad Hollister, will go against Trayvon Jordan, which should be a hell of a match. And one of the main events, I don't know what the second one is yet because the card's not complete yet, but one of the main events, Greg and DJ, should be a real good one. As the cure, Lucas Chase goes one-on-one with Richard Holiday. Hmm. So okay. that should be a good one. And also the second one is PAPW on Saturday, August the 26th at the Taco Fest. No. Shelton Riverworks in Shelton, Connecticut from 12 to 6. They haven't had any matches signed up yet, but there will be a special meet and greet that day with WWE Hall of Famer Tito Santana. So Mario's bringing in one of the uh, guys from his old school wrestling days. Is that and, is uh, that really? <laughs> what's that? I don't know. Anybody else see the irony behind this? Tito Santana being a guest at Taco Fest, or is that just me? Arriba. <laughs> and those were the only two indie shows I have to report on. Okay. Uh, today. Mike, I do want to I do want to make a correction to something I said during a raw recap. Um, okay. In this year, did perform this past Monday on main event, and they had one hell of an opponent. Who was it? In this year, remember I told oh, okay. you they don't even rest on main event anymore. They're just weekend. Well, they had what possibly could have been their toughest matchup yet on the main roster. I can't wait to hear this. It was the amazing tag team of Apollo Crews and Akira Tozawa. Yeah. I guess I got. I guess I got victory points for that one. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Which was probably taken away by the the Apollo Crews loss, but no, no, because no. No, you get That's you right. get nothing for Apollo Crews for that because we don't do appearances on main event because it's not on TV, um, and it wasn't a singles match, so you wouldn't get loss in points. So you only okay. got victory points. You get you know um, six points for um, a victory for any share on main event. Now. I know a while back, Greg and I had mentioned something about talking to DJ about maybe having DJ do a segment of his own uh, here on the Top Rope Report because we have Nuggie's News. Yeah, that was um, that. That was about six months ago. Thank. I'm glad you're glad you're finally thinking, glad you're finally mentioning it, Trev. What's that? I said that was over six months ago. I'm glad you're finally mentioning it. And I was thinking the other day, I want to talk to DJ about how he would feel about doing a segment called Debate with DJ. Debate. Debate with DJ. You know, have him bring up a couple topics. You know, we've been getting people in here watching. I'll, I'll definitely make a mention of it. You know, that we're going to start doing something like that. And maybe somebody can debate a certain topic with DJ and see how that goes. 
Because if they're going to debate with DJ or they're going to debate with no, they better know what they're talking about because you guys know what you're talking about. So I'll, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely talk to DJ and I will definitely talk to Greg about it as well to see. I'm, you know, I'm all for it. You don't have to talk to me about anything. I'm all for all right. DJ coming up with something, um, whether it's that or, or something else. Um, I'm all for it, man. All righty. Yeah, so I'm definitely uh, going to talk with DJ about it. You know, I know with his world, like I said, you know, a lot of times life gets in the way of certain things we need to do, but probably this weekend or something I'll, you know, video chat with DJ on Facebook and see what he thinks about it and come up with some ideas. Cool. So, and the other day, like I was telling Greg, uh, as a matter of fact, last night I was telling him that I was watching this sports Skeeter video where this guy comes out, it was live, because he was on uh, Facebook Live and everything, and he was talking about AEW, he was talking about SummerSlam, he was talking about this, everything, and people can type in their comments, and he'll read their comments on the air. And I told Greg, I said, I really wish that Greg had come up on that, because he would have tore into some of them people like you wouldn't believe, because these people were just making some stupid well, comments and yeah, but are the people are the people debating him, or is he giving a topic where people in the chat are debating each other? No, he's he's giving the topic and they're debating each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like I told you, how that guy said that he thought AEW crushed SummerSlam, right? And I thought SummerSlam, like I told Greg, I said I thought, in my opinion. It was probably the best SummerSlam I've seen in a long, long time. And but, I've seen every SummerSlam. But the people that are commenting, are they debating the guy that made the question or other people in the comments? Well, they start out debating the guy that made the comment. Oh, well, yeah. The okay. host of the show. And then when people were commenting, they were going back and forth with each other. Okay. And, you know, one guy was like, when I typed in, I said, well, I really don't, uh, I really, now this is just my opinion. You guys can disagree with it or not. All right, let's debate. But I, but I told <laughs> the guy, I said, I really think that W, and I told him in these exact words, I said, I really think WWE is a hell of a lot better than the glorified Ring of Honor they have on Tuesdays and Saturdays. All right, well, I'm going to just say right now, how do you know? How do you know? You don't watch AEW. Just because you saw three minutes here, seven minutes there, a match here, there's some wrestlers on it you may not specifically just like because of their name, you have nothing to compare it to. Well, that's what the guy said. The guy said, as well, you sound like you're WWE biased. And I said to him, I said, well, yeah. I said, I've been following WWE, WWF, whatever, since I was 10 years old. <clears throat> I mean, I've watched WCW. I've watched ECW. I've watched World Class Championship Wrestling. And back then, when they had the territories, it was a lot different then. But now, in my opinion, what I've seen of AEW, like Greg said, I, admit, I haven't seen a whole show. I mean, I was at a whole show in Hartford. When AEW was there, I was able to go with a, a co-worker. And that's more that's more of AEW you've seen in the rest of your entire life. <laughs> right. Well, what, but what 
I'm saying is what I've seen, I don't think AEW's that good. Maybe I should just watch a whole show or maybe watch a whole pay-per-view and get my opinion. I mean, it looks like they're they're putting together some good matches because I guess the next show they got coming up is MJF against Adam Cole for the title, which I think is going to be a really good match. I wouldn't mind watching that match. But yeah, these people were just debating back and forth about how much better this one is than this one and so on and so forth and so on. And it was pretty interesting. So, but, um, yeah, so we have anything going on for SmackDown to speak of this, uh, tomorrow night, Greg? Nothing that I, well, nothing as of 6.30 when I was looking online. Okay. I mean, the only thing we know, the only thing we know is Jimmy is going to, get confronted or whatever by Jay where he's going to explain why he did what he did and Roman Reigns is expected to be in attendance. Um, okay. I, I, I want to say there was something else that they talked about last week on SmackDown that was going to happen this week. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure we're going to see, you know, damage control, Bianca, Asuka, Charlotte – just rack up those points. Um, maybe Rey Mysterio. Oh, this week, Austin Theory, and, Austin Theory and Santos is this week, isn't it? Yeah. I was just about to say that. I said, I know I suffer from CRS sometimes, but isn't Santos Escobar against Austin Theory tomorrow night? Yeah. Yep. So, all righty. I'll definitely look forward to you know, watching that match. I think that would be pretty interesting. So, what? all right, guys. Anything else tonight before we close up? Yeah, hold on one second. Oh, Jesus. Shut up. Sorry, I just saw okay, this. Okay. This is the title of the article, okay, that I just saw. It says, two stars unexpectedly joined the Alpha Academy on Raw with a question mark. Two so that, stars... Two stars join unexpectedly Alpha join Alpha Academy on Raw with a question mark. So, of course, who's this? I wonder if it could be the Creed Brothers. Nope. No? Four ways maximum male models can be revamped in WWE. And one of the ways is having Maxine recruit them to the Alpha Academy. So, in other words, it's like a main roster chase you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Wow. But whatever happened to the intellectual battle between Alpha Academy and Viking Raiders? I mean, the last time they interacted, didn't Chad Gable um, challenge them to, to an intellectual whatever? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that never happened. And they, just, they just squashed that right away. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, also, I just wanted to send out a happy 43rd birthday to Shayna Baszler. I saw that today before I came on the show. And, uh, so, yeah, so the maximum male models could possibly join up with Alpha Academy. What do you think that'll do to the 
to the Alpha Academy. You think that uh, that might put a little? Uh, no, I don't think that would happen. I mean, I understand they that. I mean, I didn't think it was relevant or even important enough to even think about mentioning, but I did read that they're looking to revamp the maximum male models. Actually, it was a, a video. Um, a guy who just butes off all kinds of rumors and, and injuries and all kinds of things. And I'm like saying, I'm like, who, who at this point, who fucking cares what you do with them? You know, and unless you're going over to India, um, over to Saudi Arabia or whatever, nobody cared about Mansoor and nobody gives a crap about Massey, Mace, T-Bone, crap, whatever his name was. Right. In retribution. And, and, I, and I had seen something on Facebook where sometimes they'll put a picture up of two wrestlers and they'll say, would you like to see this match? Or what do you think of this match? Right. And then you have a thumbs up or a heart sign. And the picture I saw was on the left side, Logan Paul. On the right side, Brock Lesnar. Well... And I, I mean, I, I did pull up an article that that um, early, um, uh, whatever it is, um, early predictions on WrestleMania 40 following SummerSlam Fallout, and one of the matches that they did list was Logan Paul Brock Lesnar. I'm not gonna lie to you, that was on there. Um, they had a triple threat match. Um, um, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. Um, Gunther was challenging Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre was defending the IC title against Sheamus. Um, Becky versus Rhea. Uh, played a four-way match. Bianca. Um, no, triple threat match um, for the title. Um Eosky, Bailey, Dakota Kai. Okay. Now, Greg, Greg or DJ, have you guys seen anything in any of the news reports about the possibility of, of a returning Kyrie Sane? Yeah, they said her, that possibility in November is what I read. Oh, okay. So, Which ironically I mean, could be when, if and when, Asuka needs to put together a War Games team. I don't know. Just thinking. Alrighty. That would be... Uh, so, two other, pretty- two other things um, for SmackDown... One is a singles match between AJ Styles and Karrion Cross, And then Jimmy Uso and Roman Reigns um, to appear and explain um, SummerSlam's... Um, hold on. No, Jimmy Uso and Roman Reigns to appear to discuss SummerSlam fallout. Oh, okay. Sorry. Everything's a fallout. Right. So, all right. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Great, DJ. Excellent show tonight. Thank you. You as well. Um, like I said, DJ, I'll be in touch this weekend to talk to you about that segment. And um, so on behalf of the Nugster Greg and Mr. 24-7,
This is your illustrious Mr. Trivia from the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Sunday.